Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to this edition of A Visit to the Mound. I'm Lark Smith along with Stan Huff. And we are here today to talk about managing a baseball club. There are several different roles for the field manager. You've been one. Tell me a little bit about the role of a field manager, what he does compared to the other coaches or even the general manager of the ball club. Okay, I've been on two 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 sides of this. Okay, in affiliated ball, you get the players that they sign. Right. Okay, in independent baseball, professional baseball, you sign your own players, mm-hmm. and without the benefit of uh, a scouting department, a minor league to dip into, you got to do everything by by uh, experience and stats. Okay. And it's nice to know some minor league directors, uh, coordinators, and anybody in, in associated with affiliated ball at that time because they're releasing a lot of players that can play mm-hmm. that, that we could find we could have a place for. Right. Well, the first thing is putting a team together. Okay, this goes from – I'm giving away business secrets now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it goes from uh, – of little league up to wherever you want to go, high as you want to go. Okay, you. We talked about pitching. Pitching is the primary position. Sure, you got to have your best arms out there. Mm-hmm. Get the best pitchers you can. Now, the second thing you need to really figure out is uh, we need a good catcher. Yes, sir. Okay, we need a good catcher to work those pitchers and and take control of the ball game and help them out and take a lot of pressure off of them. Right. So after the catcher, you need a, ba- a good second baseman and shortstop. Okay, these two guys are pivotal, really mm-hmm. big time because of the defense. That's where most of the pitches, most of the hits are going to be up the middle, okay? And we get two of those guys, a really good shortstop and second baseman. And then the next thing you need is a center fielder, right? Uh, up because the middle. We're, we're the, most of the games played up the middle of the field. The, mi- the minority part of it is on the, is on the, uh, on the corners. Course, right. Right field, left field, first, first base, third. third base. As you go looking for the players up the middle, you're going to run into a third baseman or a first baseman or a shortstop. I mean, a left fielder or a right fielder. So you got to pick them. You got to get them when you can. Okay. So you put the team together. Then once you get the team together, you got to, you, you know, everybody got to get gotta get to know each other. You know, how's the family? That, that's good. one thing that I think gets <clears throat> overlooked a lot, especially at the big league level, is team chemistry. Oh, 
gosh, yeah. Well, it's all about money up there. They're trying to get the best player. Mm -hmm. And I think team chemistry comes in in the background. It's it's kind of a an ancillary part of that when it should be a really strong part. Of Absolutely. It. Um, anyway, so you get your team together and you go through, you have your little spring training or whatever you do. You get them all together and you start your practices and start you start looking at how these guys are, are – defending their positions or hitting the baseball or pitching, all right? So once you get all that going, and then here's where it really starts. The season starts. So you put you what you put is the best competitive group of guys that you can on the ball field first. That doesn't mean the other guys aren't. It just means that these are the guys that you figure that you're going to give the first shot to. Defensively, they're probably the best you got or maybe the best batch you got to get a lead to begin with. I start with defense first. Right. I'm, I'm assuming uh, they're all decent hitters, but the defense is the part that I want to start with first. Okay, so you got a guy that can pick it up on the ground, a guy can run under and catch it in the outfield, and then you got a good catcher that, that works the, the hit pitchers. And you got pitchers that throws hopefully throw a lot of strikes. Yeah, and three pitches. <clears throat> and three pitches. <laughs> Don't forget that. Don't forget that. Uh, I can I can remember some of those guys looking at me like, what did he just say? <laughs> anyway, um, so you got that. All right, so now, all right, let's go back to affiliated ball. Okay. The majority, I was with like five or six teams, and, and only one of them said we're going to play to win. It was the Yankees. Mm -hmm. But they had, a, they had a way to do it. We're going to develop while we play to win. Sure. We're going to teach these guys winning, winning attitudes, and mm -hmm. and, and to be a winner. Mm -hmm. Okay, so it was very straightforward, direct to me. You start managing that seventh inning, seventh inning on. So for all the amateur coaches, you really need to get start your managing later, later last three innings of the game. You really need to, because that's where the majority of games are won. True. Lost. Okay, so and it really some most of the time it comes down to the putting the pitcher out there. The, what pitcher? Well, in amateur ball, you don't have really a whole lot of options, so you do the best you can with that. That's that's all. And uh, yeah, well, we see that in college ball nowadays. Most college teams, as far as their pitching staff, their best arms are in the bullpen. <coughs> they're, they're not necessarily their starters. A, a, a college coach will start. You know, he'll have four guys that he hopes to get three or four innings out of, hopefully. But he has – his bullpen is where his strength is. You know, from the sixth inning on is when he starts bringing out the strong arms. Okay. Well, I, I don't – I haven't followed college baseball as much as you have. Mm -hmm. But I, I would not uh, disagree with that. That's, that's a good strategy. But uh, when I was – right before I started managing, one of the instructors and one of the – one of the teams I was with, he told me, he said, when you go start managing, you want to what you want to do is you score as many runs as you can the first four innings and let the other guys catch up. So you play to win from the first four innings on. Mm -hmm. Get it going. You can relax in the middle of the f middle of the game a little bit, mm -hmm. but you got to stay on top of it. And then I get from the same organization, I get a director telling me. You get to the seventh inning, you manage your butt off, mm -hmm. and and I've I've learned to live with that, and and and, <laughs> and it worked. 
Okay, let me give you another one. Now a little story here with mm -hmm. uh, Sparky Anderson. Well, he was a very good manager. Yeah, he was. He, he won a World Series in the American League and the National yes, League. Yes, he did with two only, different teams. Only one other guy's done that. Uh, Tony, Tony LaRusso. Tony LaRusso, yeah. All right, okay. So uh, when I was managing at Fort Worth, <clears throat> this is 2006, I believe, we, we brought in uh, Sparky Anderson because he had played at Fort Worth in like 1954 or 55, mm -hmm. and they were going to retire his number. All right, so I had him in my office. So this is now I got him in my office, and he's sitting there, little guy. Mm -hmm. Nice guy, though. Very Absolutely. good. I said, okay, Sparky, uh, so give me, throw me a bone, will you? Give me a tip. Give me a managerial tip. What, right off the top of your head. He goes, well, that's a tall order. I'd have to sit here and think about that for a minute. I said, well, just, uh, you know, I'm just curious, what, uh, what, what, what drove you? What was the primary thing? He said, well, I'll tell you what, let's do this. He said, when you're, when you're managing, play it by the book. He said, if you play it by the book, you're going to win more games than you lose. Right. If you play hunches, you're going to lose more games than you win. Oh, and uh, he said, try to win 60% of your games. I said, 60? Why 60? He says, it, it'll keep you employed. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be in a playoff position. Would <laughs> They want you to come back. Yeah, you'll keep getting a paycheck. And, uh, and he said that uh, – <clears throat> he said – when you got – he did say this. He said, understand, you're picking your own team here. Do the best you can with that. And he also said, just remember this. You can't run a thoroughbred race with Clydesdales. So you want to get the better player that you can so you can do that. I took that to heart. Sure. And, and we did well with it. So that's yeah. the best I can say. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Now, I'm, you know, coaching Little League, I, I I did very little, quote, quote, scouting compared to some of the other coaches in the league. You know, well, that's the, overkill, Little League. Oh, I mean, but, but, I mean, there, there'd be guys, <laughs> you know, at the 12-year-old level that have been watching kids since they were playing t-ball and know who they want whenever they get to be 10 years old. And me, I just go to tryouts and hope for the best. And at tryouts, most of the time, you don't have guys on the mound pitching. You just have guys running and hitting and, and fielding. That's about it. So every now and then I got lucky, got some pitchers. But most of the time, those guys have done all the, all the recruiting or scouting. They got all the pitching, and <laughs> I was left with the leftovers. So, so I understand, you know, that you need to have more knowledge of what's out there. Well, that was my idea. I coached a Little League team, too. Mm -hmm. And this is a funny, funny story. Man, a friend of mine was helping me with it. We, you know, we were out there just having a little fun. You know, try, I was trying to teach them the game more sure, than anything. Absolutely. Well, we had an eight to nothing lead going to the last inning. We got beat nine to eight. <laughs> so at the end of the game, all the kids are going, "Hey, did we win? We win!" They were wanting to get a popsicle sure. or, or, a, or a snow cone or something. Yeah. I said, "Yes, we won." But my wife was highly competitive and walks by me and the whole team, and she said, "So." You want to manage a major league team? <laughs> you can't even handle a nine-year-old team. <laughs> I said, I appreciate your support. Yeah, thank you, thank you for your support. <laughs> oh, boy. That was That's, a fun ride home. Oh, boy. Well, no, we were in separate cars. Oh, okay. So. <laughs>
I didn't have to listen to it. But anyway, it was the, but the what I'm getting at as far as I, I didn't look at winning as that important at that age. No, I, at I, that age, no. Teaching those kids how to do it, what to do. When they made yeah. mistakes, I just made notes. Yeah. We worked on it. You know, here's, Hit the cutoff, man. Yeah, you catch know. the ground ball. Yeah. You know, catch a pop-up when it's hit to yeah, you. Don't, yeah, don't let it get past you. And the other one was don't be looking at airplanes going over <laughs> the field when the ball's hit to you. <laughs> I'll be picking flowers. <laughs> or picking your nose, one yeah. or two. Yeah. So, mm. it, anyway, yeah, that was what, good. Uh, the role of the manager in the regular season versus the postseason – is it any different? Well, it that it does not matter in any in amateur sports at all. No, it does matter at the big league level in professional ball. Yeah. Okay, well, yeah, it, at the big league level, it has to because <clears throat> people are are focused on it in, in any particular town. I, I you know some more than some uh, others. than others, but. Usually they send a manager out as a as a goodwill gesture to the civic groups to speak, and uh, that really enhances their efforts going into the next season, and and it keeps uh, the team on on people's mind. You know, it's uh, when you when you got multiple professional sports going on, it, if you can do a little bit of that, you're going to enhance everything you're doing for the upcoming season, and it it's for. For the uh, advertising and marketing, you know, you're going to get, you're going to be talking to groups that some of those people are in those groups and they mm-hmm. need to, uh, it's, you're helping yourself out in that way. So sure. it's a, it's a PR work on the, in the off season and during the season, it's, it's all baseball. You do very, I mean, you do some, but not a lot. Uh, you got, you got to focus on what you're there for. Um. I believe you know the fellow, Rob Thompson. How does he take the Philadelphia Phillies, who were uh, uh, well under 500, and turn them into a team that makes it to the playoffs all of a sudden? Is well, it? I mean, after, after working with Rob, I, I kind of his, – his demeanor is very low-key. But, you know, he's firm. And I, and I was really pulling for him on this deal. Uh-huh. Uh, he took a team that was uh, – I'm going to guess about 22 and 29 when they let Girardi go. Mm-hmm. And I think the mo- it wasn't because uh, Girardi didn't know what he's doing. It's, it's, it, they had to change. It looked like for me that the change came because they needed a new, another face at that point in time to help direct. And since Rob was the, was the bench coach then, that he was the natural guy to go to. Well, <clears throat> these guys, first of all, they see their manager go away. There is a, personally, that is a hit to every player on the team. Mm-hmm. Now, to some more or less, and to some not at all. It's, you know. Just another guy. Well, they Billy, can have the lineup and Billy Martin, pitching changes. Yeah, Billy Martin used to say uh, there's three groups of people. There's there's the group that likes you, there's a group that, that doesn't like you, and then there's the group that doesn't really care. But in effect, when something like this, this turnover comes over, it's it it's a it's kind of indirectly it's a message to everybody on the team that straighten it up or we're going to get somebody else because we're doing it right now. It's it's a it's a profound hit to the ball club. But they got a guy in Rob Thompson that came in and he he shorted it up real quick. 
and I to to me I would think he gave him a very non very uh, what am I trying to say? Uh, they he gave him a very direct reality check. Okay, I'm with you. I'm going to help you. We got to turn this around. Obviously, we don't want more of this to go on. And and for himself and for his coaches and for his all his team too. Those guys. Really, and I take well mechanics of the game. He he did very well. You know, everybody was complaining about him putting that left hander in when when Wheeler went out. But I thought it was the right move. And had that guy been not been so amped up, he'd have been the right move. But mm-hmm. he, he can't control that. He did that. That kid has pitched well for them. Right, and, and it was in that situation, and and he was betting on him right there. Sure, and I don't blame him. I'd have mm-hmm. done the same thing. Yeah, I don't. No, I thought he managed very well the whole the whole thing, and uh, you, look, it's tough. You know, tough when you got sixty thousand, fifty thousand people uh, that don't like you. <laughs> <laughs> You're in enemy territory, and to keep your cool, and as he did, he did very well. So, uh, hats off to him for the, the way he handled himself and his team, because they surrounded, they got around him, they circled the wagons. And they and they did what they needed to do, and I got to give Schwarber credit. I got to give Harper credit, mm-hmm. and I got to give Castellano, all those guys, a lot of credit for for the, how they got to from what took from where they were. They decided we can win, and they went out and did it, and it came within two games of winning it. Absolutely. All of it. Yeah. So that's yeah. that's a tough one, yeah. you know. Well, you watch the Astros in the post-game celebration after they win the World Series, and they're all fawning over Dusty Baker as to how good a manager he is. The fact oh. that he won his first World Series ever, you know, that love of your manager seems to be something that helps teams be successful. It's how he handled everybody, as, as Rob did, how he handled them. And I got to tell you, Dusty Baker's been to the altar a few times yes, and, been, he has. and been left in the lurch. Mm-hmm. And this was a big deal. Him winning that World Series was 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 huge for him personally. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot more to this, but we're not going to get into it. Right. But I was jumping up and down. Way to go. Although I was for Rob. Yeah. Okay. There, the other guy, <laughs> Dusty Baker, deserved this. Oh, yeah. The big time. And yeah. the Houston Astros. They didn't cheat. This time. No, no, there was no cheat. No. That team was strong all the way from top to bottom with their pitching, their defense, and their hitting. Mm-hmm. And they had a they had a, a very level headed manager that, that took them to the top. Yep, absolutely. All right, we're about to run out of time, but before we do, I want to talk about the Rangers hiring their new manager, Bruce Bochy. They've got a manager that has some experience as a manager, as opposed to some of the last few managers that they've had run the club. You t- we talked about Rob Thompson and Dusty Baker. Mm-hmm. Well, Bruce is the same way. I I, I do believe they're going to do win something. That was a wonderful pick, wonderful. It was an outstanding choice, and him wanting to come back was even better. And he's coming back to a, uh, a place in Arlington, you know, where they they're dying for a, a winner. I mean, they haven't won a World Series yet. They've been around since what seventy two. Mm-hmm. They came over from the, the Senators, Washington Senators. Yeah, Ted Williams was the manager. Ted was more interested in how everybody hit. <laughs> well, that was <laughs> Ted Williams. <laughs> Care less about pitching. 
Well, yeah, exactly. So um, I'm gonna that that was a, a wonderful that was a that was a huge step in the right direction hiring Bruce to manage that team. And and the Rangers have for the last basically three years through the draft have been building a pitching staff. I mean, they've got Brocker and Leiter down in the minor leagues right now. They've got several others that are about to, to about to hit. Uh, there's a Bruce Bochy has something to work with there. Yeah, they're, that that organization's at the door. They're knocking on the door and they're gonna they're ready to come in. I think it's gonna work. By the way, yes, I was traded for Bruce Bochy <laughs> <laughs> just once, <laughs> just once. I mean, when I saw him one time, we talked. I said, "Wow, here you are." <laughs> he said, "Yeah, that blockbuster trade turned baseball over." I said, "Yeah." You went to the White House, and I went to the outhouse. <laughs> all right, uh, <laughs> all all right. right. y'all got traded for each other. So, what, what teams was was this? The Mets to the the Mets and the Astros. And uh-huh. that spring training, I hit four twenty nine, and I was told I was going to be the catcher. I get over to uh, our f- we get over to the uh, locker room. The Cardinals were in the north side of, of uh, St. Pete. We're on the west side, and I had a really good game. I went five for five my last day. Mm-hmm. And when I got there, the minor league the assistant minor league director came to me and said, uh, "I need to talk to you." Well, I'm thinking they're going to give me a raise and a triple A contract. <laughs> well, he said, we traded you to Houston. Well, the first thing out of my mind was, "Well, you don't want me anymore." <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? And it was me and a guy named Randy Rogers for Bruce Bochy. So. That's my claim to fame, I guess. Uh, yeah. But it was, uh, it was he's been wonderful. I've followed his career all the way, and he's done a wonderful job managing, and he knows what he's doing. So, And he's got that demeanor, the same thing as Rob Thompson and, and Dusty uh, Baker, that he'll do well. Well, that is our time today for A Visit to the Mound. Join us next time here for A Visit on the Mound. That'll wrap up this visit to the mound. We certainly appreciate you joining us today for a little baseball talk. Anytime you want to hear something about baseball, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast, or you can go to roguemedianetwork.com for the next edition of A Visit to the Mound. This has been a Rogue Media Podcast.